0: I'm the baby, Baby, gotta love me. Big Big purple eyes, eyes. I'm I'm very cuddly, Cuddly.
1: especially when I hit my daddy with a frying pan again.
0: Going out tonight, feeling alright, gonna let it all hang out. Wanna make this noise, really raise my voice, wanna scream and shout.
1: Hey roaches, I'm Todd Tondera and welcome to my thrifting audio diary. I scour secondhand stores searching for interesting artifacts, useful unusuals, trendy trinkets, cool collectibles, good garbage, and all around helpful items I could utilize in my daily life. My mission is to do all of this while spending the least amount of money. Each week I invite friends out thrifting with me. We gather a haul then drag it back to the studio to tell you what we found. I'm sentimentally attached to things you have forgotten. It's time to get thrifty.
2: Hey, who said you could come in here?
1: Well, 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 a jam-packed episode of Thrifty Podcast this week. Toddy here, that's who's talking right now. And I'm joined this week by one year ago we went thrifting for the first time Ryan Thompson is here Ryan how you feeling this evening
0: feeling great I'm feeling real good it's a Thursday night as usual but I'm feeling good mm-hmm.
1: and we have two shows packed in one we had a hell of a thrift haul this week which we're going to get into a moment- hell of a haul Momentarily, hell of a haul. Uh, The first act of the show is going to be my thrift haul from this week. The second act of this show is going to be Ryan's thrift haul. We have two acts full of haul. That's a hell of a lot of haul. And that's just one trip. And for the first time ever on the show, we're going to play some live music. Ryan is here because on Friday, ryan is celebrating the release of the ryan thompson cassette project
0: one baby
1: down since j1 june 1st 2018 which is this coming friday um if you don't know what the ryan thompson cassette project is uh probably five or six episodes ago ryan found a whole shitload of cassette tapes
0: i found a cassette recorder i bought tapes well, at the thrift store, Ryan said that he's
1: going to record some interesting audio on these cassette tapes. They've already been taken, unfortunately. We're going to send out to a few lucky listeners, but all the audio from the cassette tapes will hit the Thrifty Podcast stream hopefully Friday, J1. 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 So, Ryan is going to be playing so some pressure. live music as a preview for those cassette tapes. In the second act, so stick around, jam-packed show.
0: Can't promise it's going to be good, both the cassette or the live music in the next segment.
1: But it will exist, and we can promise that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's a big music, big media week. Ryan and I went out uh, to the Goodwill outlet, as we like to do, and we found a killer haul, as I mentioned before. A lot of old uh, cassette tapes, uh, some official soundtracks, some stuff I'm going to hit right off the bat because I'm not going to go in-depth too much because we're going to do it in a future episode. But I have uh, got a few Crash Bandicoot games, including Crash Team Racing for PlayStation 1. Man, man. So, we put Crash on the cover art for that purpose, but we're actually going to play Crash on the show in a future episode. Oh, that's Me cool. and you, we're going to crash it out. Hell yeah. In a find it, play it segment, but that's going to be in a future episode because we have so much music can't to get to. not this episode. No, we found a PlayStation 1 uh-huh. intact, in full.
0: Controller, controller cables. Controller,
1: cables, original, yeah, original controller. It's pretty clean inside. Have you tested it? I have tested it. It works. It's all good. I found another Xbox 360, and that's the second Xbox 360 that I have found in two trips to the Goodwill outlet.
0: And the one before that, I found one, I think.
1: Yeah, so I think that's three Xbox 360s in like five trips to the Goodwill. Like three out of five, not bad. So as I mentioned before, we found a lot of cassette tapes today. Lots Um, of cassettes. Lots of cassettes. Right off the bat. Um, And this is something that hits us both because we remember this. We had this growing up. I still have this. You still have this cassette? I still have this cassette. Wow. So we both have matching cassettes now. Mm -hmm. The first item in our thrift haul is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Coming Out of Their Shells
0: cassette. It's a tour cassette.
1: It's from 1990. It's off of MCA Records. And what coming out of... They were
0: just handing out Anybody could get a record deal.
1: Anybody, even turtles. Turtles. E- even pizza eating turtles. But what coming out of their shells was it was a live turtle music tour, which started in August 17th, 1990, and it was endorsed by Pizza Hut.
0: That's where I got the tape at.
1: So everybody got records deals, even your favorite turtles, and they were going world they they had a world tour. And the actual first showing of coming out of their shells—the very first showing of the tour—was broadcast live on pay-per-view.
0: So that I didn't You could actually
1: know. order turtles coming out of their shells on pay-per-view. Holy shit! And seeing that on pay-per-view—that's what spawned the cassette that you have in okay. your hand right now that you're looking at.
0: See, I—I have—I had—I don't have it anymore. It might still be at my old house, but um, I had a video cassette. Of, a VHS of it. Of the of the coming yep. out of the shells tour. And from what I recall, it was terrifying.
1: Yeah, the costumes were quite elaborate. It scared a lot of kids. It was like the
0: ones in the movie was did this come out before the live action movie? No,
1: it was based on that. Okay, so, so
0: it probably it came out probably between one and Secret of the Ooze, right? Exactly. Okay.
1: So the VHS that you have was mm-hmm. actually the first performance of it so here's the thing you got to think like a live tmnt music tour like live show Mm -hmm. that was the first show they've ever did it and that was which was on the vhs so they could didn't, didn't even have time to workshop it but it featured michelangelo on guitar and lead vocals it had Raphael on drums percussion saxophone and back vocals.
0: How, how do you do drums and saxophone?
1: Donatello on keys and Leonardo on bass.
0: Yeah, Leonardo seems like a bass player.
1: And the premise of the whole thing was the Turtles decided to travel around the world to meet their fans. So they were very popular at the time. But Shredder, knowing that they wanted to travel around the world and play music for their fans, he basically no bitched it. Okay. So he said, no, bitch. <laughs> Shredder." And so Shredder creates the Harmonic Convergence Converter. And what this does... Can we
0: start a hardcore band called the Harmonic Convergence Converter? Sure, we okay. sure
1: can. And what this actually did, the Harmonic Convergence Converger made by Shredder, it was made to steal all the music in the world and to stop the Turtles from making people happy. Because... What it would do, it would suck all the music in the world up in a way. Okay. And so the bad guys didn't want anyone smiling in the world anymore. Why why
0: can't bad guys let people smile?
1: That's their whole thing. Yeah. They, They hate it. So these turtles, our friends and heroes, were traveling around the U.S. And these villains, Shredders and his boys, were trying to steal music in a town near you. Um, but the actual track listing for that cassette, uh, track one is coming out of our shells by Raphael. Track two was Sing About It by Raphael. Track three Tubin by Michelangelo.
0: Track four was Skipping I Stones. Thought it was Tubin. Is it Tubin? I think it's Tubin, like Tubin, like, like in, a Tubin, like, like in like inner tubing. Oh, so it's like
1: Tubin. Yeah. Okay, so Tubin' by Michelangelo. Skipping Stones by the one and only Master Splinter for track two. The, oh, excuse me, for track four. The banger was Pizza Power by All the Turtles. So that was... That was, <laughs> that, that was
0: what everyone had. That was
1: on the A side. That was the last track on the A side was Pizza Power by the Turtles. Flip side over here was what? B straight. Oh,
0: no. Walk, walk straight. straight. Well, B. St- walk walk straight, see straight, C straight. C straight, B straight.
1: So it was Walk Straight by Raphael. Uh, excuse me for the B straight, but the Walk Straight by Raphael. And that was a weird one. Yeah. That was a
0: fucking weird one. Yeah. I'm I'm looking up. I'm. Did you find out uh, what the date, what well, like what cities they went to? No. That's what I'm looking up right now. Yeah,
1: look that up. I'm very interested. And then there was no treaties by Raphael. There was track eight, Kawabunga uh, by Michelangelo. How about this? April O'Neil even had a banger on the yeah. on the B side. A- of the April. Kid.
0: April Ballad. April's Ballad. No, no, it's not April's Ballad. Like if you look on the cassette, if you look. April Ballad. It's just called April Ballad. And then the final like, that's track. That's the working title. It's like, we'll, we'll
1: figure out. April to... Ballad. Yeah. But they end up file pre that, didn't yeah. they? And the tr- track 10, Count on Us, which is the last track on the B-side of that cassette, Count on Us by All the Turtles. And what's important to state here is the Turtles were our friends, and they had that banger of an, an ending track, Count on All of Us, and that's what Shredder hated the most, because that's why he was chasing them from town to town about mm-hmm. it. Um,
0: only tour date I can find is, uh, the, the, the first show was at Radio City Music Hall.
1: Ooh, so that's where the VHS and cassette is taped from. Radio City Music Hall in New York City. Yeah. Their home. Very. The f- Turtles
0: home. Very famous, very famous place. Do you know the. Tour itinerary. Oh, Bring that up. Yep. Okay. We'll keep, uh, keep talking. Do I know? Do you know
1: that it's known, but also not known that Daredevil and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles have the same origin story, loosely. The no. shit that blinded Daredevil went into the sewers and affected the turtles.
0: Is that some sort of canon somewhere? That's some sort of canon. Wow. In
1: some worlds, in some universes, Okay. the blinding shit was also the mutating shit that, that- they went on the turtles and made them made them like surfers what if human surfer what if
0: uh, daredevil's eyes would have turned into turtles
1: Turtles. yeah okay we're on the same page that would have been interesting too
0: i would be more interested in it and
1: i don't doubt that that was the original plan they just they're like you know what i know i have something here it's hard so let's split it up it's hard to
0: draw turtle eyes
1: yeah but the concepts still remain even to this day um, some Shredder news and notes from the tour. Um, if you want to really know what Shredder was thinking going into this, I had, I, 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 dug up some information, right? Okay. And I'm not trying to judge Shredder or I'm not trying to judge the turtles. Of course, you know, I consider this an open environment, uh, a progressive show here, but I believe Shredder was actually hurt and the reason why i think he was acting out is cuz he was hurt because he actually made a song it was called i hate music and they cut it from the cassette tape
0: oh man i have found at least some of the tour dates um, looks like 1990 universal city california and universal city amphitheater they played in bethlehem pennsylvania
1: wow the turtles in bethlehem live in bethlehem pa yeah. the the ninja turtles
0: uh Colorado in uh, Greenwood Village. Whoa, uh, Tinley Park, Illinois. Tinley Park got the turtles, um, and that's looking like all of the dates in nineteen
1: ninety. Tinley Park was Turtle Park. That's Ye- cool. Cool to think of.
0: That yeah. That that looks like those are the only dates that are listed. Um, the only one that has a set list um, mm-hmm. is the Universal City. Uh, was it the tape
1: straight? It was probably the tape straight through
0: um yeah it's look yeah it's looking like they played it front to back
1: oh great you know yeah it's really nice when bands get together and do whole albums in the past like five six years um you're seeing a lot of indie bands get in that but it it seems to me that they actually took that from the turtles yeah and turtles would play their catalog from front to back every night and it was a joy to young uh women and men across the u.s to see these and you know shredder his song, I Hate Music, being cut from the tape, I wonder if that paid tribute to the fact that he was hurt inside and he just wanted to be a part of it. Um, another Shredder news and notes. Uh, Are you
0: a Shredder apologist?
1: I, I, I'm i just saying there's stuff about it. <laughs> um, during the live performance of the show, Shredder would ask, does anybody want a New Kids on the Block album? and the girls would scream, of and course. then Shredder would throw the album in a shredding machine and say, I hear they're breaking up.
0: Wow. Yeah. That's some solid the heel work. switch,
1: do you want the new kids on the block? Is that who you want? I hate music, into the Shredder. Wow. Shredder into the Shredder.
0: Shredder into the Shredder. that that's a that's a good heel move right there. So
1: that was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles coming out of their shell cassette, which we got at the Goodwill Outlet. So that was the first one.
0: Uh, did you look up how much that goes for online?
1: Yes, I did, and I already threw my note card. What it that like eight, had, it It was
0: about eighteen cents.
1: No, it actually goes for about seven bucks, give okay. or take. There's some that sells for five, and I've seen some at like 11 ish. So a good average is like it goes for about seven bucks, which nice. is fine. Uh, the next tape that we found in the same little area, because we were Ryan and I were digging around in that same bin for about 15, 20, because there was just a bunch of cool stuff. Um, I found bits and pieces of Purple Rain by Prince on cassette. Couldn't find, find the find actual cassette. Couldn't find the actual cassette. But what we did uh, pull out of there, this is the Buffy the Vampire Slayer original motion picture soundtrack on cassette.
0: There's something that I just love about mid '90s, uh, like original motion picture soundtracks mm-hmm. or uh, music inspired by the motion picture. Like it was a time when people were still buying physical s- copies of stuff. Yeah, and so it was a good and like way- movie merchandise. Yeah, like there was an opportunity to make
1: some money with your film by just doing like some cool creative stuff.
0: And it, it was a gr- it was a great way to own like. All of your favorite artists mm-hmm. in one place without having to buy a CD. And the Buffy the Vampire
1: Slayer original motion picture soundtrack was released by Columbia in 1992. Okay. Some Buffy facts that I have dug That's way up
0: earlier than I thought it would have. 92.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All. I'm assuming that the cassettes that we all found in that one bin were from the same collection because they were all. I mean, there's so many that we left behind. Oh, yeah. But there was, like, it was late 80s to, like, about mid-90s. mid-90s yeah. yeah, like, 94 was about the latest. But some Buffy facts uh, that I, I pulled out of not only my ass but the Internet. Um, James Marster had to bleach his hair every eight days for almost six years to maintain Spike's simply iconic hairstyle and that was like the clean bleach all the way up could you imagine bleaching your scalp every eight days for six years no
0: i last year i i dyed my hair about eight or nine different times and well documented on the show as well yeah Mm -hmm. um yeah this is the first time i think my hair hasn't been a different color since the last time i was here yeah um but Repeat hair color first time. Mm-hmm. But I think um, in between every, just about every time I dyed it, I bleached it. And um, somehow my hair is still hanging on by a thread, but I bleach it every like two months, I think. Yeah. And it, it was, it's miserable.
1: It's, it's a miserable time. And yeah. that was not for, I mean, every eight days either, but I guess that's what you do if you got a great role. Uh, Another fun Buffy fact, Seth Green played the character Oz, and it wasn't the first time he played Allison Hannigan's boyfriend. Okay. The other time that they, them two were working together in a piece was, My Stepmother is an Alien, from 1988. Wow, never heard of that movie. So, Seth Green... Also, and good
0: for him getting work that early.
1: Yeah, he did. And Seth Green and Allison Hannigan, when they were on the show, it was quite natural for them because they did the, the, the movie before in 1988. Okay. Um, uh, something that hindered the process um, a lot earlier on, but even throughout the show because Sarah Michelle Gellar had to to get used to it. Sarah Michelle Gellar had a real fear of being buried alive, which made it really hard to be an actual vampire slayer. Yeah. So when they were building their makeshift cemeteries and stuff like that, there's a lot of B-roll of her just freaking out because her fear of being buried alive. And I said buried and also buried buried both. So people can't knock me for saying either. Josh Whedon almost quit the damn show. Okay, that's a a, a fun Buffy fact for you. Josh Whedon almost quit the show when Warner Brothers gave some pushback about Willow and Tara's gay romance. Okay, he was asked to cut the couple's first kiss, but he he was he threatened to walk out if he had to cut it, and if it happened, he said, "I'm done." You can't force me to cut that kiss, or I'm off the I'm off the show. And Warner Brothers caved and told him to leave it in. So Good hell for, yeah to Joss Whedon yeah. for that.
0: Did you watch either the movie or the the series at all? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Did you watch any of it? I've n- I don't think I've seen more than. A minute. And it lives on through
1: comics. Now, the thing about Buffy the series, I don't know that I've ever sat and watched it straight through. Okay. It was bits and pieces. So the the stuff that I've seen of Buffy, I only understand it in an episodic way in the sense of, like, just one to the other, one to the other. But they were never in order. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what characters. You don't know any arcs or anything so like that. So I don't that. know what characters died when. I don't know what characters got together when. I don't know what characters broke up when. Mm -hmm. So there are some characters that if you named a character, I'd say I know that character, but I don't know if they've made it five episodes or they're still alive. Because there's some episodes I've watched and people have died, and I'm like, I don't know if that's a beloved character Mm -hmm. or
0: just like a one You don't know the the weight of that death.
1: No, but two celebrities I do know that they were slated for four roles in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, who never made it. One was Sarah Michelle Gellar's actual partner, Freddie Prince Jr.
0: Known uh, former WWE writer Freddie Prince Jr.
1: Known former WWE creative writer Freddie Prince Jr. Almost debuted as Dracula in the season five premiere, what? but was nixed.
0: He would have made a good Dracula, I feel like. The other one, you may know her. Okay.
1: Britney Spears, if you've ever heard of pop singer Britney Spears. Oops, I Did It Again, Toxic, classic hits from Britney Spears. Oh, Britney Spears,
0: okay. Yes. Britney Spears.
1: Britney Spears would have played April the Robot in the episode (laughs) I Was Made to Love You. Didn't get that shot. Gee,
0: I wonder why.
1: And the most disgusting, probably, fun fact about Buffy is Sarah Michelle Gellar and David Boreanaz would often eat terrible food before their kissing scenes and attempt to gross each other out. Oh, that's
0: cute.
1: Sarah Michelle Gellar's favorite gross-out food that she would eat before kissing that boy was tuna fish.
0: Okay, I could see that.
1: I would have I would have cut it. That would have been it. I say I uh, I'm David Boreanaz. I'm Sarah Michelle Geller, and I would say they're tuna fish they're poop mouthing me is what I would say. I'd uh, say they're uh Sarah, they're poop mouthing me. I'm off I'm walking off set if they're poop mouthing. Production me. has stopped. And I knocked over oh no I didn't. I still have ooh, I still have the banger. The banger. The banger. And this brings up a lot of memories. I'm going to save my memories, but I'm going to pitch it over to you. The other cassette that I found in this Goodwill Thrift Hall was Ozzy Osbourne's No More Tears. Classic. And this is not the same. Obviously, it's not the same cassette I had when I was a little kid, but this is the first actual cassette. That I would learn, know, and love mm-hmm. as music today. As growing up, do you remember any of your first cassettes, your first records, your first CDs? Oh yeah. What um, were some of your first well, jam jammers?
0: Well, my my parents had a decent tape collection. Uh, in the car, we'd listen to listen to Abbey Road. We listened to. Uh, uh, a lot, a lot of Abbey Road, uh, mm-hmm. some some Doors, you know, just classic kind of stuff like and that, and it
1: sticks with you because you heard them listening to it
0: exactly. And then um, the first C- I think the first CD that we owned, um, and they it was it was in one of those boxes where you couldn't tell if it was a CD or a cassette, mm-hmm. um, you know, like one of the one of those big boy boxes. Um, and so we bought it, and we didn't have a CD player, so we couldn't listen to it for a while. Um, was the uh, songs by the uh, and it kind of ties in with the turtles songs from uh, the characters from the show dinosaurs whoa okay yeah. okay yeah so
1: some creative marketing there too yeah um and it and you know was it, it the soundtrack or was it them doing it was songs? them
0: doing songs
1: whoa yeah
0: so so it had like a song like i'm the baby, baby gotta, gotta love me big, big purple eyes, purple eyes i'm very cuddly, cuddly
1: especially when i hit my daddy with, with a frying pan, pan, pan. again yeah. Yeah. yeah i remember that song from the show classic song loved it love the baby character yeah. by the way loved it adorable <laughs> baby but he was just always up to no good yeah. you know get on dad's nerves but i remember that song i don't remember the other songs there were some
0: other ones uh the the son, like the te- the cool teenage son, he had like a rock song that mm-hmm. he did, and I think Fran had a song called "April Ballad." Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. no, it's it was fun. That was uh, one of the first CDs I remember owning. The first CD I bought with my own money. Um, there were two of them that I bought. It was uh, "Psycho Circus" by Kiss. Okay. Um, which was, it had a cool kids, th- kids in Satan's service. Yep. You know, um, and it had a cool holographic cover, and then. Um, and that was kind of more influenced by my parents because they liked kiss, and so I was like, "Oh, I'll get this because I like it, and they like it." And then the other one I bought was "Americana" by The Offspring.
1: Wow, was that pretty fly for a white guy? Or pretty,
0: a- pretty fly for a white guy was on there. Uh, why don't you get a job? No, uh, no,
1: nah, nah, why don't you get a
0: job? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's just it's a lot of the songs still hold up as good that era punk music. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some some don't. But it's it's pretty it's pretty good still. Mm-hmm. But that was the one I bought, you know, the f- ones I first bought with my own money. What about you? What about you? Um. Well, with no
1: more tears. How I first got into no more tears is, and I'd actually later own and drive this car, which is cool. My uncle Tom, like six foot eight, dopey Uncle Tom, very nice guy. My dad's brother. He had a white Mustang convertible. Okay. And he had a cassette tape, and I would bang out to no more tears in that so much that when my family would go on vacation mm-hmm. to like we went camping that's the only thing my family fucking did was went camping <laughs> And we would go camping, and we would get to take, because his car was better than our car, so oh. we'd take his convertible camping. So it was No More Tears camping.
0: Hell yeah.
1: And that No More Tears camping was so fucking cool. Hell yeah. And um, But No More Tears itself was Ozzy's sixth album. It was released in September 17th, 1991. It was 17th on the UK Albums chart. It was seventh on the U.S. Billboard twenty. Uh, excuse me, seventh on the U.S. Billboard
0: two hundred albums chart. Okay,
1: so it was a big success here. It was th-
0: uh, this. This was like because o- Ozzy kind of had a renaissance in the late eighties with mm-hmm. uh, like uh, "Bark at the Moon" and of course "Blizzard of Oz." Blizzard of Oz. I was um, about to get into that and too. S- and so, th- and so, this one was kind of him. You know, coming into the nineties, I think, I think Zach Wild was on this album. You're correct. Um, so you know it was po- it was post Jakey Lee it was post uh, Randy Rhodes and obviously. this and
1: four songs reached top ten in America okay um including Mom am Coming Home which is brings me to tears yeah for about a thousand reasons at this point point. and then also I don't want to change the world which was a Grammy winning I forgot track.
0: about that song I, I don't want to change the world yeah
1: yeah and one of the two best Aussie records in terms of sales in the U S of all time the other one. Blizzard of Oz. Blizzard of Oz. Yeah, you're correct. And according to pro wrestler Chris Jericho, one of the songs on No More Tears called AVH, he said that Ozzy told him it stands for Ashton Villa Highway. Okay. And that was that, that's over there overseas. But okay. the, the track listing number 1 Mr. Tinker Train, number 2 I Don't Want to Change the World, number 3 Mom I'm Coming Home. Number four, desire, and number five, no more tears. So that was that side. That's
0: sol- that is like about as solid of a side A as you can get. Pretty much. Flip that tape over, what you got? Sin. Okay.
1: Hellraiser. Mm. Time after time. Zombie Stomp, which was like a deep cut. Wow oh, but it had it had like zombie voices in oh,
0: it. Oh yeah. hmm The hey
1: hey, here's a zombie stomp. Yeah. And then AVH and then Road to Nowhere. The Road to Nowhere leads to me. Fucking blew that out at track 11. <laughs> Fucking killed it. But that was, I mean, that's pretty cool. But that's really cool to learn too about like what you listened to growing up and what you said. Like it kind of holds for nostalgia, but there's also something to yeah. it. But the dinosaur stuff, I never realized it was. Released in cassette. I gotta you get well, on that. Well, like I'm s- the baby. Gotta love me. is a hit. Yeah,
0: I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure it was on cassette. Like I said, it was. Yeah. It was a CD that I got. Did but. Did Robbie Dinosaur smoke weed? Oh no! See, okay, that's an did interesting Robbie question dinosaur because smoke weed? he seems like either one someone who would totally smoke it or someone who would be like pre- said, said, said said he would he sm- would smoke it. exactly pretend pretend that to he smoke did it. it, but he was scared of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was there was. Because he didn't want he didn't want to work for uh you know the company that his dad worked for and you know be no. a you know a blue collar guy he wanted to no. be, he wanted to be a rock star and
1: daughter dinosaur,
0: yes, D- do you think daughter dinosaur smoked oh yeah loki key, she smoked weed for sure. what was boss
1: dinosaur's name oh, uh, Mr. sinclair. Mr Sinclair and he had he, a, he, he had the hugest head I've ever the hugest seen head on a he dinosaur had, like,
0: the trailer that he was in like mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. I have seasons, I think I have seasons 1 and 2 on DVD and then uh, I think it's all streaming on hulu.com I, I bet
1: um if we dug through that goodwill outlet bin it would have been there cuz it's the same era yeah. there was so much stuff that we just couldn't pick up there's so much of it We got on CD, Dustin, if you're listening, a fan of the show, Dustin from North Carolina. Hi, Dustin, if you're listening. We got three, just real quick because I don't have much details about them. Aladdin, which is yours, by the way. Oh, yeah. I still have it. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. We have the Aladdin official soundtrack on CD. We have the Beauty and the Beast official soundtrack on CD. And then what was the third one that we have? The Little Mermaid, Little Mermaid. official soundtrack. So this this on was CD. like it
0: was all gold, like golden age of Disney stuff, or I think the Renaissance. I the believe. Renaissance the D- of Disney, yeah. I
1: think it would be properly put. But yeah. we had so many CDs, a lot of media, everything like that, and um, that was just my haul. And this in the second act of the show this evening, we're going to get to Ryan's Hall, which was. Uh, not only electronic, but I mean, you a whole guitar amp. I don't want to say too much. A whole guitar amp, a couple of cameras. And for the first time ever, Ryan, we're actually going to hear some live music on the show when we come back. Are you excited for that? Are you excited to play live I'm, on I'm the excite- first live thrifty musical guest?
0: I'm excited and I'm sad. Not sad. Uh, I'm a little sad that, at how it'll turn out. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: I guess we'll have to see. We'll have
0: to we'll have to yeah.
1: So he's gonna plug in his stuff here so you stick around after the commercial break to celebrate the release of the Ryan Thompson cassette project, which will hit the thrifty stream on Friday. We're gonna hear for Ryan, hear about Ryan's hall. So stick around at those commercials.
2: See Oh, Why would he man. pick tonight to come to the theater? Man, what's this going to look like? It's going to look stupid. We only got through half the set in the first act. It's ridiculous. Man, I am so bummed. I can't even believe it. <coughs> oh, what was oh, that? Alert! Oh, oh, skip. oh There you are. Wait a minute, guys. Wait a minute. I'm glad I found you. Oh, Kim, you what look are you like doing, a bad dude? Steve Martin film, dude. I've been lost down here for five minutes. Do you know they have snakes down here in right? Who cares oh, about the snakes, dude? It's How terrible, are the kids upstairs? It's, and... it's dirty. Do you know what's going on? Have you seen Shredder? Uh... Yeah, of course. We were up there fighting him. go, oh, God. You saw him? Yeah. Him? He got yeah. April? Where have you been? Yeah, he got April, but where is she? Do you know where she, she is? I don't know where she is. I thought you guys would know. Oh, man, I mean, we don't know. Of course you don't know. Why are you, you hiding, hiding out, out here for Why aren't you up there fighting him? Because, because you saw that machine he brought downstage that deharmonic convergence control, whatever it is. Yeah. It takes all our powers away. We got no strength around it. Well, yeah, what are you going to do? Dude, grasp the concept. We can't stand in front of it because it makes us weak. Totally. It's like kryptonite. Well, can you get up behind it? Oh, oh I don't man. know. We didn't You're do that. You're bumming me out. Well, I'm just trying to find something to do, because if you turtles can't do it, nobody can. I mean... Dude, we'll do something. We're just going to take us a minute to figure out what it is. Right. Well, what was... does Shredder have against music, anyway? I mean, is, is, is he talking about just the music here in New York City? Is that it? No, he's Man. taking away all the music in the world. All of it. All the music? Yeah. All the music. Read his lips. With the possible exception of the Barry Manilow catalog, dude. Oh. Oh, I see. I understand. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, like so, Mandy, maybe, you know, because she came and gave without taking. I don't know, but, you know... Uh, 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 Now, uh, do you have a plan? Do you have any ideas up your shelves, guys? No, man, we don't have a plan yet, but we're working on it. Hey, Don, how's your things going? What's Donatello doing back there? What is he working on? He's making a a cloaking device, maybe, or something. You know, something that we can get in front of that machine and deal with it without the powers affecting us. Oh, that would work. That would work, because you you if if you guys can't do it, nobody can do it, right? Yeah, no kidding. We'll do something, okay? Just get off our shelves, man. Why why does Shredder have this thing against you guys anyway? I don't understand. It goes way back, dude. You know, the guy that, you know, our master Splinter used to live with this guy named Amato Yoshi, and and anyway, he rivals with another guy who's now Shredder, and he followed us from Japan, And and he hates us, that's all, he hates everything we stand for, dude.
1: Coming in hot back from break We're to back. match the weather in the room. We are back hot. Hot, hot, hot. You have your hair up
0: this evening? Hair is up, hat is off.
1: Yeah, how has hair up Ryan been? I've seen a lot of pictures on social media with hair up Ryan. I think it's a good look for you personally.
0: I think hair up hair up is like, whenever I have long hair, I almost never wear it down. Mm-hmm. Like I used to have hair about as long as yours, mm-hmm. and for the most part, I always wore it up.
1: So the second act of this show is going to be your haul because as we spoke about a little bit earlier in the show, hell of a hall day.
0: Yeah, it was yeah, it was good. I hell mean, hell of as a you hall heard.
1: day. And I would say our hall is probably if you talk about thrifty halls, this is in the easily in the top ten. I would say in the top five halls. It's
0: pro it's probably in you know, I've I've only gone with you Yeah, you know, you know half dozen times but it's it's easily top two or three. And during break something that I hadn't realized that you
1: had mentioned that it was 1 year ago that we went thrifting together.
0: Yeah, 1 year ago. That's so today. crazy.
1: So what have you learned in 1 year thrifting?
0: Um I've learned not to not to be so uh, like if I if I see something in the bins that I didn't get to, or someone in something else, something in someone else's cart that mm-hmm. I didn't get, not to take it too personally. Yeah. I feel like, especially, I think the the first time we went, I think was the uh, was the time
1: that was it the legendary wrestling figures time when yes. somebody found wrestling figures, which we were there for, and then we were kind of jealous of the wrestling figures fine you can have two it was in their cart and then the legendary you can have two i
0: think that was the i think
1: that was the first time she would let us have two figures and that's when we put together one and one you could have one i could have one so when we're together we We would bounce those boys as two figures yeah so you've learned from you could have two yeah and you've learned to be patient and get four in time
0: exactly because like there's always gonna I'm always gonna find something something else mm-hmm. I've I've learned that I'm gonna put you know for everything that I buy there's gonna be ten things that I put back there's yeah. you know
1: you take a flyer on things you find something in a Goodwill outlet bin you think about well. I like it because I found it, but then you put it in your cart, you take it back to base, you think about it, and not everything you put in your cart, you check out. Exactly. As you, you'll see in the videos that we've been putting together, you'll see the big haul, and some of the stuff doesn't even make the episode because we put it back. Yeah. But you put together a pretty good haul. Um, a find, we'll, we'll start here. A find that I found that I had already found previously. This is the second time I have found this exact VHS tape. But then I gifted it to you um, as both of us are wrestling fans.
0: Actually, I think this one this one that you have mm-hmm. is an earlier version. Oh, okay. Uh, what, what it is? It's uh, the best of WWF Survivor series 1987 to 1997. okay. Um, and the one I have is dated I think 2000 or 2001. Mm. And this one is uh, 1998. So it's, so it's a little bit different of a tape. I didn't realize that. Yeah. It, it doesn't say the exclusive never aired footage of the controversial 1997 final match, the Montreal Screwjob. Yes. So um, so it, that
1: I have the Montreal Screwjob WWF Survivor Series tape, and you have one a little bit later, I'm yeah. assuming.
0: Okay. Yeah, where it, where it might have not... At that time, it wasn't exclusive. No. So they might not have put that on there. Mine had a lot of writing on it. Um, Yours,
1: your tape has Beth written all over the, the jacket.
0: I think it was Beth and Skip, maybe? Beth and Skip sharing a wrestling
1: tape together. And, they, as and each of
0: them were crossed out, so like maybe Beth got it one one day and then wrote skip her name said, on it Skip it. was like fuck you beth yeah uh, yeah
1: and then beth brought maybe they were brother and sister and skip had it and then beth was like i found this in your room it's not yours brother it's beth's so beth it out like they beth out the skip and then skip was like no 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 no, no. i see it in your bedroom mm-hmm. i'm going to take it back it is my survivor series tape did
0: did you ever have anything like that growing up because I, I was an only child so i didn't have to deal with that um,
1: well, yes and no, because my sister and I, that I grew up with, we grew up with like different interests. Okay. But what we would do is she had an interest in Barbies, and I had an interest in like action figures. And I've said on the show before, core action figures, which were generic G.I. Joes yeah. and also wrestlers. But I would make everything wrestle each other, okay. everything wrestled. Yeah. So what we would do together as brother and sister. She had a dollhouse, and at the time WWF was running pay per views called in your house. So what I would do is is I would have I would have a pay per view event inside the dollhouse, and we would use the cat. We had a black cat named Frisco. Okay, and Frisco would be like uh like he'd be like a weapon or he would be like a couch because he would just sit there. He would just sit there, pretty (laughs) idle, just hanging there. Real cat. Real cat. Live cat? Live cat. So we'd like lean the dolls up against, like my dolls or her dolls, we'd lean them up against the cat, and uh-huh. that's like, who's in waiting? <laughs> like that's back in Gorilla was where Frisco <laughs> was. But I would trash the house. We would probably do this like once every couple weeks yeah. and put put together a show. Yeah, once a month. You once know? a month, something like Sunday. that, like a pay-per-view. And um, so we used to wrestle right there in the dollhouse. So that was prime VHS tape era wrestling that i would have during that era hell yeah Mm -hmm. so you kind of missed that growing up without a sibling but i'm sure that growing up you you've kind of made your own fun and had your own figures and did your own federations too though
0: kind of i didn't i don't think i had any wrestling figures growing up the the main wrestling thing i had was i rented a lot of tapes Mm -hmm. which i which i own some of the ones that i rented yeah growing up WWF magazine that was oh really oh yeah yeah my every month my dad bought me WWF did you ever try to
1: write into something like that no No. I didn't
0: I didn't just like now I don't have any interesting takes or any questions (laughs) like like my booking then was as good as my booking now (laughs) like I'm just like they're gonna do what they're gonna do Yeah, yeah I like this this is good Okay,
1: well, yeah, that that's like fair enough too. And I think a lot of the wrestling figures I wouldn't get really into my teenage years Mm because I would just make everything wrestle. So argue like everything everything was a wrestler. Yeah, so everything was a wrestler. So I didn't really need wrestlers proper Mm because I'm just like, well, this generic GI Joe could fight this generic GI Joe, and that's how we did it. Yeah. So we have similar tapes. Um, you got a a different Survivor Series VHS than I did Mm -hmm. with the Skip and Beth. Um, but you also got uh, a bunch more electronics as well. You've I, got a I made some of like type a of camera, band. some type of camera over there.
0: Um, I actually got two camcorders. One, two camcorders. Two camcorders. One I don't have with me. It's a JVC. Um, J- I can't remember the exact name of That's it. That's okay. Um, but this one here is. That's a Panasonic. This is a Panasonic palm So It has VHS C tapes, which are like the. Smaller ones. Um, mm-hmm. It has the like an LCD screen to it, and uh, mm-hmm. I could only get it to turn on for about thirty seconds. But did ha-
1: we find? And correct me if I'm wrong, but did we find while we were digging through the Goodwill outlet bins? Did we find like the charger and Found the battery, the char- correct char- ones, or and just the ba- like yeah, the, yeah? yeah okay. Because
0: that that charger actually fit the batteries for both cameras. Oh no, and kidding! The, and they they both kind of fit into both uh, cameras. Oh, so so, that, so it out kinda well. works
1: so, if, if the battery, because you said it doesn't hold the charge that well, mm-hmm. do you think it's more so the battery of the camera? Because I'm thinking if it's just the battery and you could find that uniform battery, you could power both cameras with it.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking about, Doan, because they're like $15 on allbatteries.com or something like that. I
1: want to I want to find something to do with both of those cameras yeah, it, for the show under the Thrifty umbrella. This
0: They, they have these little uh, screw holes on them, on the bottom, and... Um, they fit my uh, tripod mm. that I have. Okay. And so we could set one of those up. We can discuss this at a later date. Something. Um, I. We
1: need to think of something. And, folks, if you're listening out there, find us on Facebook, Thrifty Podcast. What could we do? What could we film with two, possibly two video cameras? The
0: LCD screen was pretty cool because, it. I mean, it's, you know, you could just see everything through the classic mm-hmm. VHS filter on right. it. Right. And it was, it was just really cool. This one, um, this camera, the JVC, or the Panasonic Palm Quarter, it looks like... It's, it's called the Palm Quarter? Palm Quarter, yes. Okay. Like a palm mm-hmm. camcorder. Um, it looks like it sells anywhere, you know, depending on the condition, depending on how many accessories it has with it, anywhere from, you know, 20 to 50 or $60. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay.
1: And then also with that, too, you found... An assortment of cables, which you put into the the big stack there as well, and yeah. a, just a bunch of different cables that I wasn't sure what you got.
0: I found um, I found part of an electronic drum set. It That's w- right. Yeah, you did. It was it was a like if it would have been all together, it would have been a pretty good drum set. I believe it was a Simons, and those you know start yeah. at two three hundred dollars. But this was this was um, I saw you attempting to
1: build it for a while. How did that come apart when you were building that? set um, at the goodwill not
0: well because it was everything it had two of the symbols mm-hmm. um the bass drum but the bass drum didn't have the connector to plug the cable into on it which is why i didn't get that um and then it just had all of the all of the tubing all the stands because you have to build like this yeah rack, i saw that you were
1: i saw you were you found that cardboard box of just like Tubing, and I didn't know what actually in that was part of the instrument or yeah. what
0: was like the. It's just to hold building. all of the stuff on Jesus. And then there was a, a bundle of cables because, um, you know you have to individually plug every piece in, and then you have to plug it into the drum unit. Yeah. And um, so I think it was like eight or nine cables that are just like regular quarter-inch cables, but mm-hmm. all of them are marked on the end like they're color-coded and you know it'll say snare on one end snare on the other and uh, so do you think that
1: those cables that you got were part of that set oh, or maybe it, it was just a musician's
0: dump oh or it w- well that those were definitely those definitely came with the with drum it. set because, oh, okay because so that's th- cool. that, that's one that would would have, if you would have bought the drum set, that would have been included in the bundle so you can mm-hmm. connect everything a lot easier.
1: And then the big fine from uh, this Musicians Friendly episode, you got yourself a amp, get, a full-blown amp.
0: I got myself a full-blown amp and paid way less than they wanted me to pay for it.
1: Yeah. It was, well, we won't say what it was marked for, but you had... You had it was it was marked at a different price, and when you took it to the counter to check out, they just charged you for they didn't charge you for that price. They charged you for just an electronic, which was a buck.
0: Yeah, because I got I got two cameras, two camcorders, this amp, the cassette tape, and think, some odds and ends somewhere. I think so. I think some one or two other things maybe, and it came out to less than six American dollars.
1: Yeah, it was like five twenty nine for guitar amp multiple yeah. other things too. And tell us a little bit about this amp. So
0: this amp uh it's from the 1970s. It's uh it's a trainer amplifier. It's a trainer solid state amplifier. Mm-hmm. Um and it's it's a Canadian company. It was they're kind of low budget Canadian amps. A lot of the um there are some higher end models that they make uh that are tube amp- amplifiers and um those ones are a little little more pricey, a little more sought after uh like a lot of people in the doom metal community the doom use them. Metal community, yeah, a lot. A couple of doom uh, amp Facebook groups I'm in. Did you post? Did you post that amp to it? I didn't post. I know I,
1: it's not the exact one they're looking for, well, but I'm, I'm sure they're like I'm coming, just, slightly coming.
0: I'm just always worried about posting in those groups because i'm like oh, i'm just gonna get roasted mm. like okay i think my gear's pretty i have like pretty, pretty good cool. setup but like these it's are pe- not doom metal these kid are- setup yeah like a couple of the groups i'm in people will post their pedal boards and it'll be like i'll just do some quick math and it'll be like oh there's four grand that you're stomping on
1: and i think something <laughs> that we both agree on and we're maybe wrong for it
0: we're not a big fan of fandoms. No, no, like no, large not groups at all. of fans of anything. I like watching fandoms implode. I mm-hmm. think I like watching the inner turmoil in fandoms. We, we have, we are part of a a, a band, a doom metal band, a, the National, a do, do, known doom metal band, the National. We're, we're part both.
1: Of- we're both in, in the big Facebook group <laughs> for the doom metal band, the National, <laughs> and we are. I hate,
0: mu- I hate almost everyone in that group.
1: We're pretty much the worst, I bet, though. We're pretty much the worst, I bet.
0: Probably.
1: Well, I had put my foot down because they were memeing Childish Gambino's This Is America. And that is the entire. That is America, because you don't meme that. And they didn't get why it was such a big deal. Like, yeah, we we could meme this. It's all in good fun.
0: My my Um, only my only thought with that was I think half of them aren't from America. mm -hmm. Um, but everyone else should know better. Mm -hmm. They should definitely know better.
1: Like, and and their thing was like, well, Gambino himself says that he doesn't want to explain what it is. It's just like because you don't explain that, you either get it or you don't. Yeah. And so they were memeing that to shit so I was like this is fucked I'm You almost a- got if you would have said one more word you would have been banned I I was warned so severely that I was almost banned from that group basically it was like say one word one more word <laughs> and that I will be banned from it so that's the Same doom Say meme one more time motherfucker. Yeah so that's the doom metal band the national, the national but you're doom metal. your trainer or amp here that you've been testing it out it works It works yeah um you, you've brought some gear to to strum along so we could hear about it but as we all know coming up here shortly we have the giant release of the ryan thompson cassette project j1 down since j1 j1 (laughs) J1 2018 so that's going to come out next week and for those unfamiliar with the project ryan found cassette tapes at one of our big goodwill outlet halls And he dedicated his time to record some material on those tapes. And all the audio that he's putting on those tapes will be live on the Thrifty podcast stream. So make sure you're subscribed because this is a Thrifty special.
0: But um, I've been spending both way too much time on this mm -hmm. and not enough focusing. I've been like doing a bunch of stuff for it but it is so
1: monotonous
0: time well not it, concentrated time it's it's very um w- just spoiler alert mm-hmm. this isn't gonna like i'm gonna try to figure out a way to make it cohesive yeah but this is a lot of just random ideas riffs i've recorded anything on these cover things folks. there um like i said there's me um doing commentary for a, for a match on the WWE Network, but I'm not going to tell you what it is.
1: Mm-hmm. I haven't heard it. I haven't yeah. heard none of the material. Yeah. I've seen some snippets that you're preparing to put on these cassettes so it could hit the Thrifty Podcast stream. And so this amp that you got that you have your guitar hooked up to, I guess you're going to be jamming a little bit to see how this sounds like as a brief preview for the Ryan Thompson Cassette Project.
0: Yeah, I think what I'm going to do. Um, I'm tuning my guitar right now. What I'm going to do is I'm going to um, I'm going to show off how this amp sounds when it has uh, multiple things running through it. I'm going to use my loop pedal mm-hmm. and uh, do a little standby that I ah, yeah. E e e close enough. Okay. And just see. Just build some layers, see how it sounds through that, mm-hmm. and then. Um, so, first time ever live music on Thrifty. Yeah, Podcast. yeah, this is insta- the time. And if you
1: like this, wait for the whole cassette.
0: And if you and if you hate this, wait, just wait for, for the, the whole cassette. cassette. Um, yeah, I'm gonna do this real quick, and then I will probably do uh, a patented ska version of uh, a female singer songwriter. Hell yeah! I've got a couple of those. Yeah. Okay, so here we go. Thank you, thank so you. So
1: for a buck, that pretty much served you fairly well. Yeah, fairly well. I think
0: so. Um, you know, you could definitely hear throughout how um, the more I put through it, the m- the more crackly it got. Mm-hmm. Um, especially near the end, it it was just kind of breaking up. But for a solid state Canadian amplifier from the nineteen seventies, I think it's a pretty good deal. Yeah, I think one of the first uh, thrifting trips we went on, um, I found an amplifier. It was a uh, like a little crate practice amp. Oh yeah, um, I I didn't remember that, but now that you mention it, I do remember
1: that you found that. Did you buy it that time we went? I d- out?
0: I did because that's nice. that's sitting on my desk at home. Um, it was one of the practice amps I had growing up, um, and it that one was in a little better shape, but it's not like this one. Once I once I um, dust some stuff off, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clean it up a little bit. This will be a better... This will be a more quality amplifier. Yeah. One of my favorite things to do is to... uh, I think, And I think I'm going to start some sort of YouTube content for this. Um, Hell yeah. uh, It's going to be called Does It Ska? Mm -hmm. And so, um, basically, I think of a song. I'm like, would that make a good Ska song? Now, the closest thing to Ska I listen to is one Rancid album. So, I am not... (laughs) I listen to An Outcome the Wolves, which has some Ska (laughs) elements. And I guess... Tragic Kingdom kind of mm-hmm. has
1: some ska elements. Yeah, it had some bebops in there.
0: But I don't know shit about ska. So
1: well, does it ska? You're trying S- to figure out for
0: yourself and also humankind. I know it's a lot of upstrokes and uh, horns. Mm-hmm. And so that's two things I'm good at. Um, does
1: Ryan ska <laughs> is what we're about to figure we're gonna, out.
0: We're going to figure that out. Uh, this first little part, if I can uh, figure out... There it is. Okay, yeah. This is only going to be a little half, half of a verse because I can't remember all the words. But, um, yeah, this is... The story of a girl who <laughs> cried a river <laughs> bet, and drowned the whole I bet, world. I bet that one would... <coughs> that <coughs> one would <laughs> we're going to have to pay... Prince who is that, is Eve 6 now? I don't know. I don't know. Okay, uh, well, we're going to have to pay... Uh, man. We're going to have to pay Paula Cole real quick because uh, let's see if... uh, Where have all the cowboys gone? Does, does it ska... Where is my John Wayne? Where is my prairie song? Where is my happy ending? Where have all the cowboys gone? So that was um,
1: That was that was just a preview. Yep,
0: that yeah, um that one I haven't recorded for the for the thing yet, but it's coming. Mm-hmm. That w- that was the first Does It Ska.
1: So let's see if this scars. Guys... Let's
0: see if this scars. Guys... Let's go, girls.
2: Going out tonight, feeling all right. Gonna let it all hang out.
0: Wanna make this noise, really raise my voice. Wanna scream and shout. <laughs> No inhibitions, make no conditions, get a little out of line. I ain't gonna act politically correct, only wanna have a good time. Best part about being a woman, it's the prerogative to have a little fun and uh, uh oh totally crazy, forget on a lady. Red George, George girl, I fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> I got all the words. Uh oh. feel the action. feel the interaction. Call my hands. to look good. Uh oh. What are we gonna do? I feel the way I feel. Man, I feel like a woman. Yeah. Uh-
1: and that is just a preview, folks, of the Ryan Thompson cassette project hitting the thrifty podcast stream. You can download it just as easy as you download this podcast. So, again, I want to give a special shout-out to Bluffs for alternate reality, the theme to our show, for many reasons. Thank you, Steve.
0: For many reasons, including not being me shredding.
1: And one year ago today, Ryan and I went thrifting for the first time, and our friendship has made it one year. We've loved a lot, we've learned a lot, we've cried a lot, and we've prospered a lot. So, for Ryan... And for me, subscribe to the show. You can download it anywhere you get your podcast. Thrifty podcast on Facebook, give us a like. And for everybody else, get yourself roached.
2: Boo! Boo!